What did I tell you? Hold on. What? That's right. Q's not here this week. Mr. Q is not here this week due to personal issues. Um, so we gave him a week off. He will be back next week. But I did want him on. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because uh, we did have a certain debate last week. And although Watson ended up having the better day, I will give you props. Mr. Q, Watson had the better day. But I wanted him on to, of course, do my weekly cooking. Um, I don't cook much at home. So when Q's on, it's my chance to cook. And by that, I mean I cook him. Uh, and it's my favorite weekly hobby. So when he told me he wasn't coming on, I was very sad. He's my guy. But nonetheless, I'm going to have to do... It's actually better that I do this without him. So I'm going to tell you guys this right now. This is the only time you will hear me say this. And I'm only saying it because he's not here. So pay close attention. Q was right last week. Deshaun Watson is going to be the MVP in my opinion. And last week, last week, he was the better fantasy quarterback. There is a chance he might end up QB1. I doubt it. I'm going Mahomes still. That is my guy. That If you guys watch that game, here's why I don't think, because Q is going to, you know, of course you know what Q is going to say. But here's, I get it. He's an MVP candidate. He had 35.5 fantasy points per game, while Mahomes had 27.7. Mahomes threw for 277 yards and three touchdowns, one pick. Meanwhile, Deshaun Watson threw for 280 yards, um, one touch, uh, touchdown pass, two interceptions, and two rushing touchdowns. So he had the better fantasy day, all right? So why am I still holding on to Mahomes being better? Because there was a three-yard difference in their yards. Watson had 280, so and Mahomes had 277, very similar. But Watson threw two picks. Mahomes threw a bullshit one. Uh, if you guys were watching that game, my guy JD, I owe you props here. Uh, if you guys were watching that game, Mahomes threw the ball. Apparently, it was like the PI, it was a play interference, right? But he threw it because it was a PI call. He just won, you know, when you, there's a PI call, you launch the ball. Well, there wasn't. They went back and they reviewed it. There wasn't. And so he got the pick and he was heated. He's like, why the fuck did you think I threw that ball? So why am I saying Mahomes is still better than Watson for the next rest of the season? Because number one, Andy Reid offense. But no, no, that's like number three. Because number one, his arm talent is unheard of. Number two, Andy Reid offense. But number three, his receiving core. Although, I'm not going to lie, Watson has some crazy-ass receivers. Hill's back. You saw what Tyreek Hill did. You saw what Tyreek, how much Tyreek Hill helped Mahomes. Two touchdowns, five receptions, 80 yards, two touchdowns his opening day. Mr. Tyreek Hill, and he had that swaggy-ass... I forgot, I don't know how to do that. He had that dance when he scored the touchdown. I'm going to learn that dance one day, but I should never, ever do that again on live camera. Um. Anyway, so yeah, I keep forgetting he's not here. Sorry. But listen, Q was right last week he is now one and 59 against me okay so we'll give him his first win on the board he was right last week but i will get back to my weekly cooking at the end my yearly cooking should i say at the end of this year when mahomes finishes with more fantasy points even though watson may win mvp patrick mahomes is the best quarterback in the league he should be the number one qb off the board every year and they're literally like in a 1QB league, if you draft a QB third round and people praise you for it, what does that tell you about that quarterback? So, to wrap up, Deshaun Watson is an MVP candidate. That man is for real. His legs in the goal line 
he can get the ball on the goal line. Um, man, I really love this man. He's such an all-around dope quarterback, but he's just dominant when he's on, man. He just makes crazy plays. And that Texans team with those rec receivers, I love Will Fuller and DeAndre Hopkins. They have their own swag with those fucking dreads or whatever. They are they are hard, bro. They are hard. That's a great possession vertical threat tandem. And again, Deshaun Watson's just the perfect quarterback for that. So Q, fuck off. You were right this week. All right. <clears throat> The best running back performances of last week. Um, you know, I'm very sad my boy Q's not here again. Sorry. <laughs> James Conner, man. Boy, is this dude turning his season around. Just like my fantasy team, you know. Let me explain something to you guys. I don't ever do this, but I'm going to tell you guys my fantasy team. Live air. Aaron Rodgers, it's a 10-man, unfortunately. I don't ever play in 10-man leagues, but, but Aaron Rodgers, Derrick Henry, Marlon Mack, Julio Jones, Chris Godwin, Darren Waller, Terry McLaurin, and James Conner. So I have Henry Conner and Mack as my backs. Man, I was really worried about James Conner this year, but suddenly he's been turning around. That Steelers team has started to pick up steam. Maybe they're not as bad as we all thought they were. I don't know if it's their new quarterback, Mr. Devlin Hodges. I don't know what it is. But they've been running a lot of Wildcat. They've been just mixing it up. And I have to give them Coach Mike Tomlin, too, especially. I have to give that team credit for, you know, surviving without Ben, A.B., and uh, Juju. Connor has looked great. He's looked a lot better. But what I love about Connor is his volume in the passing game is outrageous to me. This dude, James Connor, um... First of all, he's getting the ball in the end zone a lot more, too. He's rushing. If you watch that game, this dude made a lot of crucial runs. A lot of first down runs they needed. He made he didn't have great yards per carry, but the runs he made were very good and very crucial. He was a hard runner and he, you know, he put a lot of pressure on that defense that game. I can go ahead and say he's their best player right now. I don't know what he is. I'm going to rank him in RB2, but he is transcending back to RB1 value he was last year. I need to see a little bit more of him. I, see, I need to see a couple more performances like this before I go ahead and label him that. But with that being said, I would definitely put James Conner in that high-end RB2 territory. And I, you know, I told you guys to sell him. I didn't expect such a 360 from this from the Steelers offense. Now, let me just say that, all right? Maybe I told you guys to sell him, but I just didn't expect the Steelers offense to turn around like this. So in terms of James Conner, right now, I would definitely say keep him. I mean, what are you going to sell him for? You know, His play is getting better every week. The Steelers team's gaining momentum every week. I, Juju, I still don't know, man. Juju, I don't know, but we're going to get there. James Conner keep going forward Chris Carson though now this man was another uh breakout performer last week Chris Carson had 24 rushes 124 yards one touchdown and he had also added four receptions for 34 yards or 35 yards excuse me this man can run the football he's a top 10 running back what's up say it out loud you got a shadow on your face you gotta move your head oh you go. you're doing some weird like demonic shit yeah um so Chris Carson, you know, I wasn't high on him, and I don't like how much he fumbles the ball, but let's keep it real. This dude's a top 10 running back going forward. He was going into the season, in my opinion. You know, the Seahawks are one of the most run-heavy teams in the league, and they are just flowing through the sky this week. Um, and this year, I mean, I love Chris Carson the rest of the year. I would trade for this dude if I were in your leagues. Like, 
I would trade package a guy like Terry McLaurin and a guy like it depends how deep you are, Derrick Henry. You know, one might think you're losing that trade, but if you're a deep team, I would do something like that for Chris Carson. He's a. T I mean, I would honestly trade David Johnson for Chris Carson. I would really consider that. And I know that sounds, maybe you can add more. You can actually trade David Johnson for Chris Carson in a small piece. But that's how high I am on Chris Carson going forward. Um, I think he is one of the best backs in the league. Top 10 back. I think he's used heavily. I don't think they're playing Penny anymore is my thing. Like, I don't really think that Rashad Penny is going to be very crucial going forward. I don't think they can play him with how well he's playing. Like, what, do you take snaps away from Carson to give it to Penny right now? No, it doesn't make sense, you know? Um, so... Love Chris Carson. What about you? That's right. Uh, Nick Chubb, going forward. He might be the best. I'm not going to go ahead and say this, but he might be the best backfield rusher in football right now. He looks like Chris Carson on steroids. Uh, he had 20 rushes, 122 yards, two touchdowns. And you know what's sad is I told everybody to fade away from this guy going into the season just because I knew he would do this, but I'm scared about Kareem Hunt coming back. We're acting like Kareem Hunt's not one of the best running backs in football when he's on the field. I don't know. I mean, you can't really not play Chubb if he's going like this, but if Kareem provides another dynamic to that offense, you know, that team might just go ham. That's the best committee in football. You know, Aaron, uh, Devontae Adams said that the Packers with Aaron Jones and Jamal Williams is the best tandem uh, running back in football. Well, I personally disagree. We got two guys named uh, Breida and Coleman. I'm a Niners fan, though. Um, this tandem of Chubb and Kareem Hunt is no a no-brainer when they're both on the field. The best running back tandem in football. Better than Miles Sanders, Jordan Howard. Better than Tariq Cohen, David Montgomery, or whatever, and Mike Davis. I don't know what the fuck you want to call that one. Better than any committee you can think of in the NFL. That's my favorite duo, and they're on a shitty team. But I also expect that team to play a lot better when Kareem Hunt comes back because their running game will improve a lot. You know, call me crazy. As shitty as the Browns are, I, for some reason, am expecting a turnaround. I don't know. I really don't know what it is. Or maybe this just city, you know, in football is destined for dog shit. Baker Mayfield looks like the worst quarterback in football right now, by the way. Sorry to take a break from these running back performances. What the fuck are you doing, bro? Stop filming these commercials. Like, stop. You're not good. Go on the football field and train. Maybe you are good, but you have not trained like you're supposed to in the offseason. I don't know what it is, but your performance from last year is completely different from this year. If you watch him play, his timing's off. He was nailing everybody last year. He just lo he looks like a completely different quarterback, if I'm being completely honest. I mean, last year, he was nailing every target he was throwing to. He set the rookie path. He had, what, It was his touchdown-interception ratio was 27-4. to He had their, I don't know, I don't know about that, 27-13. to yeah, it had to be above 10. But he set the touchdown the touchdown pass record for rookies. I just don't – I did not expect him to look like this this year. I thought the Browns were going to be a Super Bowl contender because I thought he was going to play like he did last year. That was the whole reason for me saying the Browns are a Super Bowl contender. I did not expect him to drop off. He was the reason and the pieces around him. But the pieces around him are keeping him afloat. He's just a detriment to that team right now, and I think it's because he bought his own hype. Because guess what, man? You cannot be filming these commercials. How many? 27, 14. 14. Yeah. So you can't... Sorry to deviate away from the running back performances. Baker Mayfield, man. I mean... I don't even know what to tell you, man. Because you're one of my favorite players, Brody. But you got to get it together, bro. 
Um, so yeah, Nick Chubb, going back to Nick Chubb, you know, he could be the best running back in football one day. He could be the undisputed one pick in a year or two. We don't know, but the sky is the limit for this young kid. And he needs to grow with his team. The offense needs to grow. Baker needs to grow, grow, grow exponentially, if you ask me. But as I said, the sky is the limit for Nick Chubb. And I also think he's going to be, you know, one of the most dominant running backs in fantasy football for years to come. Next, I want to talk about a guy named David Johnson. One of my favorite running backs in the game because of his dual threat ability as a pass catcher. And him in open field's crazy, but what I love is his size, his strength. You know, you don't see a guy that elusive, that buff. And, you know, his stiff arm's nasty. Um, so I love David Johnson's always been one of my favorite running backs, especially the last couple of years. But, you know, people were throwing shade at him. I was always on his side. I had faith in him that he'd pick it up. He had 12 rushes, 34 yards, and one touchdown, right, at the backfield. But he had six receptions, 68 yards, and one touchdown. Very similar to Connor's 16 rushes, 41 yards, and a touchdown, and seven receptions, 78 yards, and a touchdown. So he had a James Conner-esque game, a little bit less. I love this game from David Johnson. As I, you know, him and Kyler look great together. You know, Kyler relies on those short passes as most rookie quarterbacks do, those dump-offs to their elusive backs. And, you know, we all know how dominant he is. But, again, that offensive line is dog shit. And, you know, he has not found much, much success running the ball down the middle or running the ball at the backfield in general this year. Obviously, he's still a top-10 running back. Would I have him over Nick Chubb? No, to be honest, I wouldn't. Even though Kareem Hunt's coming back and that scares me, like I deadass might risk it. I deadass might risk it. That's how good Nick Chubb is. Um, would I have David Johnson over Chris Carson with his injury risk? No, to be... Yeah, but barely, I guess. I'm not happy about it. That's close. Would I have David Johnson over James Conner? I would have Nick Chubb over David Johnson. Would I have James Conner or David Johnson? I'll probably go David Johnson. Yeah, I'd say David Johnson's the second best out this group. Even though he's on that shitty Arizona team, man, out of these four backs, I would keep Connor right now just because let his value rise a little bit. I mean, if you could sell Connor for a guy like Dalvin Cook for a serious, legit RB1, you fire away. You have to package in a piece, obviously. Go ahead. Car I mean, you could say that for Carson, too. But I also think Carson could be a mainstay on your team going forward. I do think he's a top 10 running back going forward. I also think all these guys could be. Um, Nick Chubb, you don't trade. Unless you get Christian McCaffrey. You just don't trade Nick Chubb. I wouldn't even trade Nick Chubb for Kamara right now. And you can call me stupid, but go ahead, call me stupid, actually, because Kamara might go off second half when Brees comes back. And Nick Chubb's play might digress when Kareem Hunt gets back. But, yeah, I would say Nick Chubb's definitely the best out of this group. These four running backs went off last week. Um, I'm very interested to see where they, how they do going forward, especially David Johnson. You know, I'm very unsure on him. He's not getting great yards per carry, and I always look at that as a model of consistency and how I predict my players going forward is their offensive line and their yards per carry. But with that being said, we're going to move on to our best wide receiver performances of the week. And before we get into these, Q, you were right. Never mind. We need to drop Antonio Brown now. And I was wrong there. I was wrong there. Uh, I said don't drop him just in case. Boy, Antonio Brown ain't come back this year. God damn, I can't even use this accent. I want to argue with this fool so bad. He's not here. But Antonio Brown's not. you got to drop this man. He's still taking up a spot on your roster. It's pretty evident he's not going to play this year. I, I was wrong. I thought he would get signed. I was just hesitant to drop him because of his talent. You know, and I really hope he gets back on the football field. But who knows? 
you know, you dig your own grave in life. Um, that was way too deep for a fantasy football podcast. But best wide receiver performances, I'm going to be real with you guys. I have to throw Chris Godwin in again. And it seems like this man's making our list every week, and I've talked about him and Terry McLaurin more than any other player, which I'm going to talk about Terry McLaurin also. These wide receivers went off this week. Chris, I'm going to start with Chris Godwin, 10 receptions, 151 yards. While he did not get in the end zone, I love his continuous double-digit reception numbers on a weekly basis. It gets me hard not to be weird. You do not see that out of a fantasy wide receiver so consistently, and I just love it. I didn't expect him to just dominate the game this way. Uh, this way. Also, Mike Evans had nine receptions for 96 yards. He also had an honorable mention this week. Not Chris Godwin level, though. You know what I mean? It's pretty clear this guy's taking over the wide receiver one role, and Jameis is just way more comfortable throwing him the ball than Mike Evans. But I also think now, last game, we saw a lot of pressure on Jameis to throw the ball to both his receivers, not just one of them, and he caused, he had five picks. It was a record for Jameis Winston last week, five interceptions. So I don't know how we're going to, how that's going to go going forward. Uh, Julio Jones had eight receptions for 108 yards last week. What a bounce back. I'm not saying it was crazy, but I love to see him back get back above the 100-yard threshold. I love the eight receptions. I do think he's the best wide receiver in football. No cap. I think Julio Jones is clearly the best wide receiver in football, and I think he's going to have a phenomenal year. Mind you, this man has had five straight seasons of 1,400 yards or more. Do you understand? And he's on his way to a sixth, I believe. I still hope he is. You know, I don't know if he's going to hit it, but I have faith in him. Next, I got to talk about my guy, Terry McLaurin. What happened, y'all? I thought he was trash. All my friends were bagging on me. Seen is trying to sell Terry. This, that, and the third. Listen, Terry McLaurin, four receptions, 100 yards, two touchdowns. All right? So that's a bona fide wide receiver, two. Lock that in and throw the key out. You, I mean, I'm going to go ahead and say he's better than Stefan Diggs rest of the season, even though I think Stefan Diggs is going to go the fuck off. We have to talk about his performance. Um, but that's going to come later. Terry McLaurin, so here's my opinion on him. Really quickly, sorry, everybody. Here's my opinion on Terry McLaurin. I'm not going to go ahead and say he's a mainstay on your team, okay? But... I'm also not going to say I'm comfortable trading him for a name because while he is still unproven, uh, let's keep it real. He's been outperforming a lot of name value players, uh, i.e. Larry Fitzgerald, Emmanuel uh, Sanders, you know, players that throughout the years have established a fantasy reputation. This rookie's coming in on the shittiest offense in the league with fucking Case Keenum as his quarterback and just dominating. Um, let me see what's... <laughs> That's unbelievable to me. So do I think he's going to be a stud? Yes, he's going to be one of the best wide receivers going forward in the league You know, for the rest of his career. I do think he's going to digress in his career. I'm talking real life, by the way. I do think he's going to digress in his career just because the Redskins might get an alpha. Uh, like They might get a guy like Jerry Judy or anyone they, you know, that might cause him to play a slot in and play a wide receiver two role. But with that being said, I am a big Ter scary Terry fan. Big scary Terry fan. Four receptions, 100 yards, two touchdowns after missing last week was huge. 
huge for the guy. So right now, if he, you picked him off the wire, he's looking like the waiver wire pickup of the year. Next, I'm going to talk about Stefan Diggs, who had the wide receiver performance of the week. My man Stefan Diggs, after being labeled a waiver wire all year long, has suddenly looked like his season's turning around. It looks like Kirk Cousins has hurt him and wants to throw him the ball more. My man's had 11 targets. He caught seven of them for 167 yards, three touchdowns, and he also added two rushes for 18 yards. Give my man some props. Give my man some props. This man, Stefan Diggs, as I've always said, is one of the best open open field runners in the league. So I don't really want to hear any more dog shit, you know, bullshit trash talk about this guy. Don't forget his, you know, one of the he had one of the greatest catches in NFL history, mind you, the playoffs a couple years back. You know this man's talent. You don't bench players like this. You don't sell players like this for less. Quick shout out to AJ Doyle. This kid tr- offered my friend Josh Braven Cooper Cup, and we're going to cut this out and we're going to put this on social media. This dude, AJ Doyle, a kid I know, offered up, tell me what you guys would think. Ezekiel Elliott and Stefan Diggs. He sent the offer for Cooper Cup and David Montgomery. What is this an example of? You want to answer that? No, you don't, because you're bullshitting right now. It's an example of recency bias, everyone. It's an example of you buying these recent players' hype, which I happen to be guilty of a lot of the times. Don't get me wrong. But in this case, it's such bullshit. Why would you send Stefan Diggs and Ezekiel Elliott for Cooper Cup and David Montgomery? Number one, let's analyze this. David Montgomery has looked like trash all this whole year. Yes, we know he's good, but... He's not getting the volume he should. I mean, maybe he is, but he's not getting great yards per carry. He's not efficient, and he's not catching passes. He's getting the volume out the backfield, but it's 2019. We don't live under rocks anymore. We play PPR, okay? We need those passes. So why would you offer arguably the best runner, top three runners in football? Because he's a little slow this year. Do you not know this man's line? Do you not know his quarterback, Dak, is geared for the running game? Do you not know this man has one of the best lines in football? Do you not know this man has a quarterback that gears the running back for high yardage totals? Do you not know Ezekiel Elliott's past history? You know what I mean? And let's just say I'm wrong. Let's say Zeke doesn't live up to expectations for the first time ever. You have no logic. You have nothing to prove that. There's no reason you should be sending that trade, in my opinion. There's no reason. Just because going forward, yes, Cooper Cups looked phenomenal. By the way, how did he play last week? But anyway, Cooper Cups looked phenomenal this year. But for you to sell so low on digs to the point where you could just, you're okay with getting a guy like David Montgomery in return. But for you to sell even lower on Zeke, like I don't know if I still could do Zeke for Cup straight. You know, running backs are more valuable in football than wide receivers in fantasy football. And Zeke, Ezekiel Elliott's one of the best running backs in the game, playing behind one of the best offensive lines in the game. And I feel like he does have something to prove, although I did predict his season might be a little slow because, you know, he looks fucking weird, man. I don't know what's up with all these nose rings, his hairdo's out of whack. But, like, there's no reason going from at where we are right now, right, going into week seven or week eight, right? Is this week eight? Yeah, it is. No, this is week going into week seven. Yeah. There's no reason going into week seven you should trade Ezekiel Elliott and Stefan Diggs. We're not even halfway through the regular season in actual football. 
not fantasy. In fantasy, we're about halfway. But my again, here's my thing. Cooper Cup has gone off lately, but you have to place your faith that these players who have never done this in their careers are playing at an, at an outlier level and that they will return to normalcy. Stefan Diggs, as shitty as he was, I knew that Vikings offense would incorporate more of an aerial threat. Adam Thielen publicly, publicly said to news reporters, he said, we can't survive in this league as a one-dimensional team. Yes, Dalvin, we have the best running back in the league. But teams are going to start stacking the box against us and, you know, neutralizing him. We cannot survive in the 2019 NFL with, an, with a one-dimensional uh, offense. So he was basically, you know, getting mad and forcing, you know, pressuring Kirk Cousins to the, in the media to throw the ball more. And Stefan Diggs requested a trade offer, mispractice. You know what I mean? Like, this dude was even way more mad than Thielen about Kirk Cousins, you know, bullshit. I don't know what it was. Kirk Cousins said he sacrificed stats, you know, to, for team wins. But again, let's keep it real. You not you need to incorporate a, an aerial threat in your offense in today's game. You know what I mean? You're not going to win against the Chiefs, even with a great defense, without three minutes, without an aerial offense. Now, with that being said, as I said, Stefan Diggs, I knew was the ball was going to get thrown to him more. There's, it's not that he lost a step. The ball just wasn't getting thrown to him, man. You cannot, and I'm not saying this consistent going forward, but I'm saying I would rather that last week in Stefan Diggs is already compensates for David Montgomery's sorry ass. What the fuck is that going to do for you? You can easily replicate David Montgomery's stats. Although I do think David Montgomery might pick it up second half. He could be a B second half. Stefan Diggs and Ezekiel Elliott, man, I personally think Stefan Diggs can replicate Cooper Cup second half. That's how good this fool is. So, I would have taken that trade 10 times out of 10. Doyle, brother. Doyle, brother. I'm sorry for the shade I threw your way. All right? I am. But with that being, and I had to air this live. Bro, I'm sorry, but you cannot hang with me in trades. You can't. You just can't. And I know you say, I don't make losing trades. You know, dude, shut your dumb ass up. Yes, you do. You do. You cannot hang with me in trades. And you offer that to me. It's not even like we were negotiating or anything. Dude, That was, you. that's like a gift on our lap. So, Mr. Doyle, there's levels to this. I'm sorry. But I am never cocky like this. But I ha Yeah, I am. But I have to throw shade at my friend over there. And so, yeah. Mr. Stefan Diggs had the best wide receiver performance of the week. So, sorry for the shade thrown at Doyle. I'll talk about that trade. Do I sell Stefan Diggs after this week? Absolutely. Sure. But not for that dog shit. I'm going to sell him my way. I'm going to give him good value in return. Um, so that is my... Actually, if you guys got offered Stefan Diggs for Adam Thielen and you had one, who would you rather have? I don't know. I think I, I'd still rather have Stefan Diggs. And as stupid as that sounds, man, he's just swagger. I like him. Thielen is a safe, safe pick, but if Diggs just blows up, I've always thought if Diggs gets the ball, Diggs gets the ball thrown to him more, he'll do better. But you know, I do think that's probably the best wide receiver tandem in football, or one of them. I think it might be the best. So, I he's one of my favorite players in the leagues, in the league. So, I know he's been slow all year, and that offense is murky, and you don't know what's going to happen going forward. You don't know if this is a week to week basis. Normally, I'd advise you to sell, but. It, you know, I wouldn't get mad at you if you try. You kept him with a leap of faith. But smart thing is to sell, but don't sell him for shit. If you're going to sell him, upgrade your wide receiver, bro.
Go get a bona fide wide receiver one. You sell Diggs and you sell another dope running back. And you get a serious, you know, wide receiver one, but not that dope as Ezekiel Elliott. God damn it. Next, we got to go to my boy returning from injury. Tyreek Hill, one of my least favorite receivers in football. I don't like punt returners, boy. I like possession receivers. I like vertical threats. Big vertical threats, not Tyreek Hills. Even though he's fast as hell, he's a cheetah. You saw what he did. Second touchdown on the goal line. They left him wide open, those idiots. But nonetheless, two touchdowns in his return. Patrick Mahomes was just loving his guy. He is probably a top six, top five play going forward. Maybe in top seven, top seven probably. Who knows? He finished wide receiver one last year. Who knows how good this dude could be top four? He is a must play every week, though. He, if you, you know, my homie Brendan has Patrick Mahomes and Tyree Kill on his team. And I just didn't realize how fucking lethal they are if they go off. They could just win you weeks. Tyree Kill could be a late, you know, league winner returning from injury this late. Um, I can't speak enough about what a great comeback game this was. He looked excellent. Again. I love that little dance he did. I don't know how the fuck to do it, but it was swaggy as fuck. One day I'll learn how to dance and I'll impress all of you. That's the only thing I'm missing about me, I feel like. As opposed to what other people feel like. They think I'm missing a hundred other things. But going forward, Kenny Galladay. Mr. Kenny Galladay, you know, one of my favorite receivers. Just because he's on the lines, man, no one gives this man love. Five receptions, 121 yards. But he made crucial plays down the stretch. This man, Kenny Galladay... Is their wide receiver one? Is Matt Stafford's guy? He is a serious wide receiver two in in fantasy football. Would I rather have Galladay or Diggs? I'm not gonna lie. I think I'd rather have Galladay because I think he's gonna be more consistent week to week. Kenny Galladay is, in my opinion, one of the best buy low targets of the year going forward. He is such a stable fantasy option at receiver. At your, he should be in your second wide receiver slot. God damn it. If he's in your first wide receiver slot, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to yell at you. Don't do that. He should be in your second wide receiver slot. You want a serious stud in your first wide receiver uh, slot. So Kenny Galladay, Tyreek Hill, Julio Jones, Stefan Diggs, Chris Godwin, Terry McLaurin, they are my wide receiver performances of the week. But there is one more wide receiver I need to talk to you guys about. He is one of my favorite wide receivers in football. He has been throughout the years. I think he's been one of the most underrated receivers in football because he's been on such a shitty team. And he's also a superstar. This person I'm talking about is no other, none other than Mr. A.J. Green, another man we're retain, ret waiting to return on from injury. A.J. Green has been Andy Dalton's guy. They got drafted together. They are two, they're one of the best tandems in the league. Maybe they don't win games, but their chemistry is unreal. Dalton and AJ just get each other. And I don't think the Bengals are trading him this year. So that is exciting news. However, with that being said, he was supposed to suit up this or next week, I think, or this week. I don't remember. But he still hasn't suited up, so I don't know what's going on. My thing is this. This is his contract year. Are they going to play him? Do you guys think he might come back? What do you think, Q? Oh, that's right. You don't think anything because you're bullshitting. Do they think he's going to come back? I don't know. They're saying he's going to suit up, but like put yourself in AJ Green's shoes, right? You're in a contract year. Normally, I would say the athlete would want to play to, you know, prove a point or something, but why would he go back out on the field for this dog shit Bengals team, maybe get injured again, and then maybe miss all of next year? Then his career's really fucked. So if they're not planning on trading him, I know for a fact they're not making playoffs. They're one of the worst teams in the league that I told you. That offensive line is 
awful. You cannot win without a front line. So I don't think he's coming back for this team yet. I don't. I, I mean, I just don't see the logic. Maybe he is, but I don't know why. It just doesn't make sense. They keep getting their asses whooped. You see him on the sideline. You see those uh, gifs or gifs or whatever the fuck they're called. Gifs, gifs. Everybody make gifs. I always say gifs. <laughs> those gilfs. No, sorry. There's no need for that. That wasn't even funny. Anyway, uh, AJ Green, you see how mad he is on the sideline. He wants to leave this team. You could tell. He wants to win football games, as many athletes do in the back end of their careers. So my friend Tapper traded Mark Andrews because he had Will Disley, who, by the way, tore, ruptured his Achilles. So that was an awful trade. You lost tight end, crazy tight end value there. But this man traded Mark Andrews, Jarvis Landry, and Calvin Ridley for her AJ Green. One of the most questionable trades in history. It really was one of the most... I know. It was one of the most... It sounds like collusion. One of the most questionable trades in history. So, Mr. AJ Green, where are you at, bro? And, of course, I got to talk real quickly. Going to tight ends, I got to talk about my Hunter, my boy Hunter Henry. You know, he's came back, had a solid game this, uh, this week. He did have a touchdown, I believe. Um, you know, he is hella injury prone, but he's back. God bless our te1 is back uh he is a top five top seven play going forward in my opinion at the position philip rivers chemistry with his tight ends throughout the years have, has been phenomenal um so and you saw it in this first game back you know his tight end is his safety blanket it's his most consistent guy it's the guy he looks at the most besides keenan um so we're very excited to have hunter henry back i had him in this talk too much league man i was struggling without him um but mr hunter henry's back and i'm very excited for that and speaking of tight ends, Will Disley also ruptured his Achilles. So, Tapper, you're out of luck. Seahawks fans, that sucks because he was a great safety blanket for Russell Wilson. Um, he's looked great over the last couple of weeks. It looked like he was about to break out into one of the top-tier tight ends in fantasy football. So, Will Disley, I am very sorry for you. Um, I have a couple player comparisons as well. Tyreek Hill or Devontae Adams. And honestly, I wish he was here so we, I could, you know, do my weekly cooking. This is where I do my weekly cooking. It's my favorite cooking. My favorite meal of the week. Ed, as, as I was saying, I'm back. Q, I really miss him for these player comparisons. This is where I do my weekly cooking. This is my favorite meal of the week, and I'm not, I don't get to have it this week. So, you know, I am a little sad. Um, but nonetheless, the show must go on this week. Tyreek Hill or Devontae Adams for our first comparison. No, bro. No, I'm just kidding. Tyree kills better. I'm going to go Tyree kill right now just because this man, Devontae Adams, although he has Aaron Rodgers, although his schedule is getting easier, he has one thing I don't like, and that's goes by the name of Matt LaFleur. While this team's winning and might be good for them in real life, it's not good for us fantasy owners. Devontae Adams is just not the Devontae Adams he was previous years, although I expect a big turnaround. I'm going to go Tyree Kill, man. He has Patrick Mahomes in that Andy Reid offense. You saw what he did in his first game back. I love Pat, uh, Tyree Kill, I guess, even though I'm not big on him. I love him over Devontae Adams going forward. I know for a fact. I don't know. Would Q disagree with that? He might. I don't know. if you, I think he would go. No, he definitely took Terry McLaurin over Devontae Adams. He's definitely taking Tyree Kill over Devontae Adams. But, yeah, so I'll have to agree with him. Even though he's not here, I know what he's going to say. Tyreek Hill uh, is the better player over Devontae Adams. Um, and this one's interesting. Matthew Barry did this one. James Conner or Le'Veon Bell? 
I'm going James Conner. That's close. Obviously, Bell's way more talented. But that Jets line is awful. That Jets offense is awful. Bell has not moved the ball successfully down the field. Meanwhile, James Conner is going through a resurgence. Resurgence. I was wrong, too, because I was very high on Le'Veon Bell this year. Did you beat the Cowboys? What? Did you beat the Cowboys? They did. Did they beat the Cowboys? Yeah, Darnold's back. He's legit. Fuck the Cowboys. No, Darnold's legit. Honestly, Darnold is legit. But Bell's statistics, they're not legit, man, and I don't like it. He had his first rushing touchdown of the year last week and what do you have 14 or 12 fantasy points this week so i would i'm very disappointed with Le'Veon bell going forward that's a guy i'm selling right now man and it's sad to say because he might be good in the future when that line gets better but for this year i'm selling him next year though i'll definitely take him second round that's a beautiful second round pick as for james connor my friends he's a you know i'm gonna have to say i'm taking james connor over Le'Veon bell rest of the season why even though he's less talented I still think he's pretty talented. People say he's not good. I disagree with you. That's just a conformist thing to say now nowadays. James Conner's in a great system. He's not good. Watch him play. He makes crucial runs for that team. He's the best player on that team right now. Yes, he did. He's a good running back. You know, and he's huge in the passing game. They're both huge in the passing game. But for some reason, Bell only had one uh, one reception last week. That was very suspect to me. Meanwhile, James Conner had 7 for 78 and a touchdown, and he had a backfield touchdown. So I just feel like goal line opportunities, this offense moves more as shitty as it is, and I just think Conner has more touchdown opportunities. And I think their yards, as shitty as Conner's yards per carry has been this year, so has Bell's, man. So I don't think this is there's much of a disparity between these two, but I'm going to easily go James Conner. Um, and some big news, guys. Marcus P Peters got traded to the Ravens. So that off defense just got a lot better too. Um, Eric Weddle, Marcus Peters, Earl Thomas. Akeem Tlaib is on the Ravens. No, no. Yeah, I was about to go to the Rams right now. Oh, Weddle's on the Rams. Weddle's on the Ravens last year. Yeah, I'm tripping. Oh, Weddle is on the Rams. Are you sure? Oh my God! Yeah, yeah. Uh, Jalen Ramsey and Akeem. Who? Oh yeah. Jalen Ramsey and Akeem Talib. As old as Akeem Talib is, he's like 36 right now. Jalen Ramsey, 34. Oh. Oh yeah, yeah. So he's 33, 34. Jalen Ramsey, my friends, is the most athletic, probably the highest value cornerback in the game right now. Has always been, in my opinion, especially after the last two, three years. Although Stephon Gilmore is murdering it right now. There's I can't take anybody over Jalen Ramsey in football. I just can't. I think that is, you know, he his he is such passion for the game. And you know, you guys know me. I love my dogs, man. I love dog athletes. Those guys that are actually about it. That's Jalen Ramsey. You know, he may talk the talk, but he talks shit to all of his opponents. And not just any Julio's, AJ Greens, D Hops, the best in the game. I you have to I have nothing but respect for Jalen Ramsey. He's a dog, he gets after it, he helps his team win. Um, so those were two pretty big trades that happened uh, last week in football. Um, and besides that, I think that's just about it for Talk Too Much Fantasy Football. Our hoop show is debuting. We're very excited to drop, drop that for you guys. Please pay attention. We, I couldn't speak volumes on how you know, serious we are about this. Basketball is our passion. Basketball is where I lay my nuts on the table for. It's my sport. 
it's the sport I grew up, you know, watching the most. It's the sport that made me fall in love with this culture. It's the sport that inspires me the most, and it's the sport that has, you know, the best athletes on the planet, in my opinion. Doper athletes than any other fucking sport. Sorry, football and baseball and MMA and all that. I love hoop athletes, you know, and let's keep it real. This NBA season is going to be the most exciting NBA season of all time, probably. Going into it, I've never remembered an NBA season with this many, you know, random variables. Um, so it's very hard to predict what's going on. It's like the landscape, the dynamic of the NBA has completely changed. And one thing I'm on, I want to be honest with you guys. I'm very excited to delve into the sport, to not just delve into the box scores, but watch the game and appreciate the players for how they play. I'm just so excited to, you know, kind of stray away from the fantasy aspect. Mind you, I'm starting like four, five, six basketball leagues, but I'm just excited. You know, me, JD, and Sacha are very excited. JD, Sacha, and I, I'm an English major, are very excited to, you know, bring this basketball podcast to you. Our goal is very clear. We want to bring it, create the best basketball podcast in the world one day, you know, and we're going to start. This is year one, but, you know, we hope you guys follow us and grow with us. So, again, this was Talk Too Much Fantasy Football episode eight. You know what it is. Another week, another dollar. And let's get hoops on, baby. Finally.